It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Mark Bickley, a massive show today. CJ Bruton from the Adelaide 36ers joined us. Adrian Stenter from Adelaide United joined us. Josh Gablich from afl.com.au and Trade Radio joined us. What do you think is the most pressure coaching job in Australian sport? I think CJ Bruton, the coach of an NBL franchise, is a very volatile job. Mm, yeah, but when you're talking pressure, I think there's some there's some bigger jobs. I, coaching the Socceroos has pressure attached to it because... Um, we have unrealistic expectations of our soccer. We want them to win the World Cup, and it's very difficult. And it's such a, you know, like one goal decides a game. So you have one moment. And mm. I know it worked out really well for the Socceroos this time, but Graham Arnold was un, under enormous pressure leading into that World Cup. So thankfully he came out of it. So that's, I, I that, agree. That's a big job, I reckon. But the World Cup is coached in a cycle. So the coach is appointed to go through a lot of the qualification process it's Mm. a journey where say an nbl coach you go in and you lose the first five or six games of the season you could have the the pin pulled pretty quickly so it's more of a quick journey i think Mm. afl there seems to be a bit more security um it's a journey when when that when basketball you need instant success when the spotlight hits you though at afl level you cop it don't you it's like it burns hot Mm. they talk about the, the media circus arrives at your club. So when, you know, that when Carlton lost their, whatever it was, fifth or sixth game yep. in a row, all the buses were parked out the front of Carlton's home ground, mm. just, you know, filming every player walking in, all that sort of stuff. So you, once you see that off, you, if you see that off for a week or you have a win, the circus just moves to to the next ground and, um, and you take a deep breath. Do you... Um trim your nasal hairs or ear hairs or anything like that because you're at the age where you do that i've started to do that have you yeah i haven't if i see uh a couple poking out of my nose yes yeah. i would trim them yeah same i tend to you got a nose trimmer no okay you got an eyebrow trimmer no i don't generally just every now and then a big white one just yeah i've pulled one out of your eye arrives before. in my eyebrows yeah. and i start looking like john howard so i Pluck them out. But have you ever done that thing where you put wax on the stick and jam it up your nose and let it set and then yank it? No, I think that's for your ears. That's ear candling. No, no, no. There's also one you can put in your in your nasal passage. And what do you do? What do you pull out? Well, every hair out of your nose, just about. It feels like it sucks. You, pulls your brains out as well. Have you done that? I think I, one of my daughters might have yeah. done it to me at one stage. I'd love to do that. You say that until you've had it done. What about next week on the podcast? You can do it to me. Okay. Is that a bit weird? Why? Well, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I might. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> I just feel like we've just got to try stuff. Okay, all right. Well, do might it. get nominated for an SEN award. We might We might do both both passages at once. It would be like a twin shock. What do you mean both passages? <laughs> <laughs> Which <But>, passage? 
nasal passages. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, isn't so, it just one passage, but there's just two holes? Well, okay. Stick your finger up your nose, one <laughs> side, then stick it up the other, and just see if you can I touch went, them together. I went to school with a guy who could snort a two-minute noodle yeah. up his nose and then pull the other end out from his throat. Yeah, and it, I've seen that. That's crazy. Mm. Well, they're definitely joined, but I'm not sure your nostrils are joined. <laughs> but what, what you, it's like a stick and you put the wax on it, then you jam it up and it goes hard, then you pull it out. But if you did both sort of sides of your nose at the one time, you'd look like a twin chock. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, so we'll, we'll straighten up because we need to get out of here and mm. um, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to do. So to let us go, you're going to hear in the podcast today there's been something that we've been waiting all year to play and finally we've done it today. Ah, the <laughs> so you have to – and we're, ne- we're never going to give context that. We're just going to play it. I need you to do your best one, okay? When? Now. Really? Yeah. Just do it now. Ma, the meatloaf! What about That's you? That's pretty good. Should you, I have mine? Yeah. Ma! The meatloaf. That's out of Wedding Crashes, by the way, if you're wondering yeah. where that's from. Ma, the meatloaf. Will Ferrell. Yeah. And uh, if you've got any other favourite quotes of Will Ferrell, let us know because we'll, we'll play this to death then we'll just nick it off and we'll put it to sleep. For we a won't bit. play anyone else's stuff. Why not? We, we love, I'm an ideas guy. I don't have all the answers. Can like, I tell you something? Yeah. You are definitely not an ideas guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest lie you've ever told. <laughs> Lots of ideas. Go on, give us one. Send in your, send in your favourite quotes and we'll play them. So em. then you can claim it as your own. No, I, did, I, I didn't say that. I said we're happy to take them on board. Involved. So when I can say, Bix, can you come up with an idea? You'll go, yeah, yeah, send him in on the text and we'll do it. <laughs> My idea is to use other people's ideas. Well, you know what? When one candle lights another candle, it doesn't lose any of its flame. All right. So when we invite people to come in mm. and add to our show, we don't lose any luster. That's beautiful. Mm. Such romantic. Come and kiss me. <laughs> See ya. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Well, the cool change is finally here at two minutes past six on this wonderful Thursday morning, the 12th of October Good morning to you, Mark Bickley. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And thanks to more Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. You look refreshed this morning. I reckon you've had a pretty fatigued week and you're up and about today. Yes. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, busy week this week and had a, a few things that sort of kept me up a bit later than normal. So, um, no. You're very cagey with that kind of stuff. You just, you just give us no specifics. You've rocked up wearing a t-shirt with a fish on it today which i've never seen before i thought it was one of those you know those big bass ones that you press a button and started singing <laughs> I it was that. no i don't know why this has got a fish on it. it's just one of those shirts that just has father's some, day present some like a sort of crazy print on it but yeah speaking of fish you were just telling me in the kitchen out there yeah we were getting a drink that you cooked barramundi last night I did cook barramundi last night. I like to try and have a bit of seafood during the week, and I was very happy with what I did. I just mixed a little bit of stuff up, and it worked out pretty well. So I'm happy with that. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're multi-talented, aren't you? I like to... You're uh, a triple threat. Well, I've got Christian Petrarca to thank for that because of his cooking on 
TikTok and there's a lot of AFL players who like to do a bit of cooking. So I like to follow a couple of things and I've, I've tried to be a bit healthy this week and tried to do some running. Well, it's interesting. Just You mentioned TikTok. My son, who's 14, mm. who um, I wouldn't say he's um, you know active in the kitchen. Over the last six months, exactly what you've talked about. TikTok, cops a bad rap for lots of different things, and mm. screen time and that. But he is now coming in the kitchen. Oh, I've seen this. I'm leave it to me. I'm cooking dinner tonight. Or uh, there's you know there's these different omelets that you make where you dip the bread in, and then you open them up and you put ham and tomato yep. on that, and then you fold them back over, and it makes this sort of cheesy hammy tomatoey omelette sandwich. He's doing all that sort of stuff for breakfast. Fabulous. I love it. You're right. It's screen time for good. Which is awesome. Um, massive thanks to Tyre Power there. Uh, great race sale is now on with great value on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. There's been a, a fair bit happening with me over the past 24 hours, Bix. Um, what is it? So speaking of running, you know how I did the, the 2K time trial yeah, on Tuesday? Yeah, and it sort of blew yourself up. Tuesday, yeah. I'm still recovering from that. I wanted to go for another run yesterday because it was a beautiful day. Windy yesterday. And I live in the the northwest suburbs, so the peninsula area where the wind was going to be even more aggressive. So if you're running, say, on the, the esplanade where Semaphore and Largs and North Haven is one way, it's going to be fantastic. The other day, oh, horrific. hair off your head almost. Just before I went for a run, I had a look. Oh, because I've got no hair. Is that what you were trying to do? No, no. I, did, I was just saying it was a turn of phrase. Oh, thanks. Hello, darkness, my old <laughs> Got the hat back on today, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, that's After okay. the comment yesterday. Yeah, I know. Well, I got a bit intimidated considering Travis Boke on Monday night at Port's Best and Ferris said, oh, your, your dome's looking good. Well, speaking of Travis Boke, I had a look at his Instagram yesterday mm-hmm. and I saw a post that he put up and he said, back at it. So there was a photo of him, a bit of a sponsor plug for the energy drink that he supports, mm. and then um, the oval he was at. So I just wanted to ask him what sort of running Travis Boke's doing at the moment. Yeah. And I thought it would be great to give you a bit of insight and the people who, who listen in to, to see what Boke is doing to prepare for another season mm. after being rewarded with another one-year contract. So keeping in mind, it, it was the 11th of October, so it's only been a handful of weeks since they've stopped playing. But this is the running session he put himself through yesterday. Uh, he did six by 80 seconds on, 40 seconds off. 80 seconds on, 40 seconds off. So by 80, six. 80 seconds. How far are you running in 80 seconds? He's running 400 meters in 80 seconds, mm-hmm. which is elite. Mm-hmm. By six. By six. Then you get a three-minute break. Then you do it again. So the aim for him was trying to get 400 meters every time mm-hmm. that he ran. Over that period. So if you think distance wise, as a collective, what that's but 3.2K or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But then um, in isolation, that he's going so hard for that short burst kind of stuff that we spoke about yesterday, that's pretty crazy. So what's he doing after his warm up? That's the warm up, is it? Or. Oh my God. <laughs> you are on fire today. No. Look, just that, that's, that's not um, sprinting. That, that's about a. Three quarter stride for an AFL player, yeah. eighty seconds, I reckon. Like, if he had to run his fastest, he could run his fastest probably in sixty. So yeah. he's, but he's got to do it like effectively twelve times. Yeah, opinion, two lots of six. So that's that. So that's it. that's what sort of game like footy. That's that sort of long runs. It's not 
absolute sprint because I've got to get the ball. It's just that that gut running where mm. you lose possession and you're in or you're in your forward line and all of a sudden you've got to get goal side of your man and you're running you know 80 to 100 meters as the ball moves down the ground so but just once again this is the exact reason why if I had anything to do with Port Adelaide you want him um, setting that example yeah, exactly. and showing the others this is what it looks like this is what it takes we're, we're talking three days after the best and fair three or four days after the BNF He's out there. Probably didn't have a drink at the best and Ferris. He would have just got back straight into it. Uh, We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA Picks. Um, I also wanted to just take a moment, if it's okay with you, just to quickly reflect on the the passing of Cal Wilson Mm. yesterday. Mm. Um, That, for me, was um, I was really shaken by that because... For those people who don't know, Cal Wilson was was born in New Zealand and moved to Australia in the, I think, 2003, around then. Um, and I worked with her. And a lot of the people, actually, who um, we work with at SENSA had something to do with Cal professionally. Or if you think of people who, who go to the Adelaide Fringe every year, mm. they would have seen her. Yeah. And I was really taken back yesterday by her sudden passing. Um, and I know that I talk a lot about uh, women's sport because of the the daughters that I have and you've got daughters mm. yourself, but um, what, what Cal Wilson was able to do in a male dominated environment in mainstream media mm. was massive. And I, I, I can compare it to sport. If you think about some of the, the trendsetters of women's sport, you put a woman like Cal into stand up comedy where it's men. Mm. There's even that standard line of the, the stand up uh, female comedians aren't funny. The, the comparison to can a, a female coach in AFL men's side, you know, mm. like there's always yep. those stereotypes associated. And then having um, someone like her uh, break through so many um, barriers to make her way into commercial radio, mm. where again, traditionally, a lot of radio shows had their token female who would be there to make ditzy comments and laugh. Mm. She broke all those barriers and... I really just feel for her family because it, it, not many details have come out regarding her passing, but it seemed really fast that she rapidly went from being unwell to not being here anymore. And her young son, Digby, and her husband, um, Chris, like it, it's just such a really sad time that, that many people go through when people pass away. Influential people, I just think about legacy and things like that. And it's, yeah, things like that really rock me. I even like spoke to my mum straight afterwards yesterday mm. because it's just, yeah, the things like that really make you take a step back and have a look at your own life. Yeah, look, exactly. When the people that you've had uh, an involvement with and you were involved with uh, Cal and in her show uh, a long time ago, but, you know, it's people, they have an influence on you. You know, yeah. some people, I, I, I think about some of the exposure that I had, uh, you know, whether it be in football or media, and people think that it's an incidental sort of association for a little while. Well, they do really shape uh, how you look at things and how you go about it. So, um, yeah, to everyone that, that knew Cal and, and for people like yourself that work with her, yeah, our sympathy, sympathies are with you. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you said that because it's like the you don't have to spend every day with someone for them to have a significant impact on your life. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a really sad time for uh, Australia, for New Zealand, for, for everybody who's um, in a little bit of shock in regards to that. It is uh, 11 minutes past six. We are going to take a bit of a breather. Then we're going to come back with our first call of the day. Some great prizes to give away too. We'll also let you know what's coming up on the show. Good morning. 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 16 minutes past six. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Uh, Mark Bickley, we have a very big show today. Lots of very special guests, which we're looking forward to here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. It was announced yesterday that Adrian Stenter is Adelaide United's first full-time women's coach, which is brilliant. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk to Stents before the Reds prepare to head to Cooper Stadium on Sunday. Um also, local sport-wise, the Adelaide 36ers are taking on the Hawks on Saturday night. We'll talk to their head coach, CJ Bruton. If you have any questions you want us to ask CJ, send in a text right now, which is 0427154166. Now, I saw something on um, X last night, which was around an NBA game being played in Barcelona. Is that right? No, Madrid. Madrid. Because um, Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks used to play um, for this team. So it was a, a a couple of exhibition games happening all around the world at the moment yes. in the NBA's preseason. So there's two NBL teams over in America at the moment playing and then other games are kind of travelling around the world. So so the first thing that was notable was the, the pitch at mm. Madrid, Real Madrid. It It's like a... It breaks up into six parts and then this like a lift comes out, lifts up the pit the pitch, which is about a ten meter wide section, yep. and it drops it down below and stacks it. And so within I don't know what time frame that is, you know, like a sped up version, the whole pitch was broken up and stacked away underneath, like underground. And then you're left with this sort of wooden sort of floor, mm. which they then put a basketball court on and played a game, I'm led to believe. They um, did. So the outdoors. Dallas Mavericks played against Real Madrid and Luka Doncic, it was his homecoming. So Luka Doncic is in his early 20s. He's mm. going to be the best player in the NBA. Like he's unbelievable. He's one of the best already, top yep. five. Um, but he only played five minutes and uh, Real Madrid beat Dallas, mm. wow. which is massive. So these venues like that, if you think about... Um, How many people were there? Uh, I'm not sure. So it was outdoor, wasn't it? Uh, outdoor, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to double check that for mm. you. Anyway, it's a stadium game is what we're saying. Yes. Now, it made me think. There's a game in Melbourne, isn't there? They have an outdoor game. Rod Laver Arena. Yep, they do. Mm. Why couldn't we do this here in Adelaide? We've got the best climate in the world. I'm thinking the drive. It's now got a roof over it. So that gives you the sort of protection you need if, uh, for whatever reason, it ends up being a scorching summer's day and there's sun beating down or if it ends up having a summer shower but that sort of amphitheater style uh where pe- something different that just gives people an opportunity to to experience something new i reckon that'd be a winner what do you think jared uh, uh well i think it could work definitely um because they've just done the upgrade to memorial drive so it looks fantastic at it the does. moment and that could be good we probably Basketball court's not dissimilar to a tennis court uh we would need to probably have some wins as a team, the Adelaide 36ers, to attract more fans to go there, which no, we can I'm, talk I'm to CJ about. Longer term. Yeah. Play one game a year outdoors. I think it's a great idea. I, they played the game indoors yesterday, the mm, game, but okay. there's there's the potential to have it. Yeah, well, this is sort of semi, isn't it? You've got a roof over it. 
and it's, but it's sort of open air. Yeah, and some of these venues now, Bix, are uh, incredible. So uh, Tottenham have hosted the NFL before. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, if you think about Madison Square Garden or Staples Centre, some of these venues actually have the ice hockey rink under the basketball court. Mm. So they retract the basketball court and elevate the ice hockey rink because it's Staples Centre is the home of so many of these teams. You've got NBA teams there, you've got NHL teams there. So, yeah, it's a good one, Mark Bickley. What is happening around the world with Stadia is quite remarkable. Yeah, it is. And what's happening in Vegas with the, the Sphere is just phenomenal. Did you see the U2 concert that opened? I did see that. that the, the, the graphics were unbelievable. They were singing their first song and just in the background it had the graphics of a desert and it literally looked like they were standing in front of a a desert and the eye just went back for miles and miles yep. and miles. It, it looked it remarkable. looked brilliant. Um, did you hear though about the uh, advertising costs to spend mm. if you wanted to advertise at the Sphere? So for a day, if your business, so say Mark Bickley's fish shack, because you're wearing a fish t-shirt today, yeah, um, you wanted to advertise on the Sphere for one day. So you, you meet with the people in, in Vegas and they sit down with you and they yeah. say, great, we'll work out all the animations and stuff for you. For one day, it's 450000 US dollars. Yeah, that's right. Um, but but it is remarkable. Like They can make it look like a basketball. Like, yeah, they did so, for the summer league. Yeah, so let's say Spalding bring out a new ball. Yep. Uh, the, 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 but then they went on to say the reason it costs, say, half a million dollars roughly is it generates like $13 million, uh Bits of content for social media work just gets goes all around exactly. the world. So, it is a it's 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 quite stunning. It's just it's remarkable. Uh, now, Mark Bickley, we are here thanks to more team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. We have giveaways on this show, and our number, if you want to call us, is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The first voice on our show each morning wins a prize. Hello. Today, it's brilliant, Mark Bickley. It's hole-in-one Thursday. Golfbox Australia's greatest golf sale is now on. So we have a tailor-made cap. We have a divot tool, a box of TP5 golf balls. Golf's best brands and biggest range. Shop golfbox.com.au today. Call us right now. Our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can just talk about whatever you want. You just need a hole in one though. So yeah. hole in one is first caller of the day. You can ace the call and just what are some of the things people can talk about? Oh, Trade? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Geelong playing hardball, re- reportedly knocked back pick twenty four for a Sabah Radigali. Couldn't get a game earlier in the year mm-hmm. at different stages. So that's uh, interesting. Whether we discussed this yesterday, but. Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Xavier Dersman. People are saying it's a straight swap. I don't sort of buy that. Do you you could just call that? us and say what you had for dinner last night. It's as easy oh, as yeah, that. You had uh, Barramundi on a Wednesday. Um, Your you, you dad make, jokes You can make today. a poor joke like that. Oh, oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. So this is the difference between a fatigued you and an energetic you. Oh, You've come up. armed with the dad jokes. And then yesterday, I got accused by being the Kenny Bainier off Seinfeld that just laughs at everything that you do. So I can't do that now. Now, uh, also, Phil Davis has been doing some good work on trade radio. He's on with Josh Jenkins and Damian Barrett in the late trade. Made somewhat of a big statement yesterday. I can't wait to play that later oh, today. I don't want to play that. I'm just going to start start yelling. Ma! 
Okay. Call us right now. 1-300-736-736. You call, you win straight away. It's Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 29 minutes past six. Good morning. Uh, We're going for a top of 19 degrees today. The cool change definitely came in. Uh, Bix, have a think about your nomination for who has to pull up their socks this week. All day comfort. All Day Socks by Underworks. I gave you a nomination off the air before because of the um, Real Madrid game yesterday. Um, Being played indoors and not outdoors. But that's okay. We're here to hold each other accountable. And that's what we are supposed to do. Um, Our number, if you do want to call us, is 1-300-736-736. Hello. The first caller of the day today will win an amazing prize, and that is a golf box prize pack. Taylor May Cap, Divot Tool, box of TP5 golf balls. Australia's greatest golf sale is now on a golf box. Shop at golfbox.com.au today and save big. Mark Bickley, who are we speaking to? Yes, we've got Nathan from Angle Vale. Good morning, Nathan. Morning, guys. Hope you're well. Um, now, the thing that I always wonder is why do the AFL Guernseys not have the names of the players on the back? Like most other sports now, it would, I just don't understand why they don't have it. Um, I, I, I don't know for sure. The only thing I would say is we play a fair way away from the crowd. And so you've got a number for that reason. So you can identify the players. If you had um, the names and some, you know, uh, Horn Francis or something, it might just look like a bunch of words, you know, or like a... a a blur across the top of the Guernsey. Have we got room on top of the Guernsey for the names? They did it once a couple of years ago, and I think it's a really good point from you, Nathan, because I think some players are really opportunistic when it comes to not having their names on the back of their Guernseys. From uh, what I've been led to believe, our very own Josh Jenkins immediately went to the number four so that there would be a lot of number fours around <laughs> Footy Park and Adelaide Oval once Kurt Tippett left. Mm. It, and it, because then, if the names were on the back, then a lot of them would be saying Tippett. Eventually, they would become Jenkins. Mm. Oh, look, I think for television, absolutely, it makes a bit of sense. Uh, I'm, I'm all for... Um, what they used to do in WA, we'd have a little number like basketball on the front. Yep. And so, because there's often, uh, you're looking at the front of someone and you're not quite sure who it is, particularly when you're commentating, uh, and you're waiting for them, if they're on the other side of the oval, to turn around so you can see who it is if it's a, a young player from a, from a team that sort of you don't see much. So, wouldn't mind having a little number on the front so you can identify them. But for you think about the AFLW, for example, where we don't know the players intimately like we do of all the other with the men's game having the names might be really helpful for for television and watching it nathan are you a golfer no i like wearing thongs though but uh... <laughs> <laughs> one of the archies <laughs> well, that's another day you have to yeah, bring well, back again what, what you can do because that's a hole in one today and you've probably just bogeyed the phone call now because you said you didn't want it but um look you can have the uh, golf box prize pack and then you can give it to someone as an early christmas present um golf box australia's greatest golf sale is on now um would you like to see Bickley? Because you had some number 26s following you. As no, not many. Richie Douglas? Oh, sorry. I thought you meant people wearing the number 26 on the Guernsey. Not many Guernseys getting around with 26 on it. There wasn't at the time. But Dougie. Jacob Schubach. Jacob Schubach was directly after me. Then it was Richard Douglas. And now it's uh, Harry Schonberg. So anyway, just to. Harry Schonberg's font would need to be quite small, though. Imagine like Nasai Wanganin Miller on the back of. 
here's Guernsey. That would need to be a double-lined kind of name on the back. Well, that, that's an issue, isn't it? Yeah. It to be, the print would have to be very small. Who's got the longest name in the AFL? Well, in the NBA, it's Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who has his name as a semicircle because it doesn't fit on the back. <laughs> Uh, then the other thing that there was discussion around whether if they put names on the back of Guernseys, whether if those Guernseys were then sold, that the player would then want... Yeah, that, it's all for image rights yeah, and things like revenue that. revenue and those types of things. So well, that might be an issue as well. Um, someone's uh, sent in the text. It's a dad joke. And it says, uh, this is for me, obviously, after making a couple of crap ones already today. Why did divers fall off the boat backwards into the water? I don't know, Mark. Why? Because if they fell forward, they would just fall into the back of the boat. Oh, oh no, that was good, mate. That was really good. That wasn't mine. I'm just reading out someone else's. <laughs> Everyone else could hear Jace, our producer, just yelling in the background. <laughs> uh, we have our trade update very soon. Thanks to Kona Crane to DMAG Shaping, next generation material handling. As we said, um, a, a massive day today. We'll actually talk to Trade Radio's Josh Gablich a little bit later on to give all the updates and how it affects our local teams too. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 2027, good morning to you. It's SEN SA Breakfast. We're in studio, Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. Fixer. big show still to come. CJ Bruton from the Adelaide 36ers. Adrian Stenter. From Adelaide United, the first full-time coach in our history when it comes to our A-League women's side, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, and also our Brecky Brownlow today, Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, take care of that. At the end of the show, we'll go through some of the best and, well, some of the uh, unique parts of this week. You have something to play from former Crow and giant Phil Davis, which is going to ruffle a few feathers. And you're waiting until the end of the show to play that so mm. you can get out of Studio Lumo Live. Is that right? Well, I've still got to survive over the weekend in South Australia because it's it might sort of rock a few people. A few mm. Port Adelaide fans could have their magpie feathers ruffled. Oh, don't. Don't even start. Don't even start with that kind of stuff. It's been a good week, okay? Uh, Bix, before our sports update, did you want a very quick on-this-day in sport, Burbank Homes Inspiring Designs and Personal Service? Yes, please. There's a couple for you, and there's a bit of a running flavor to this one. So on this day in sport in 2019, uh, Eliad Kipchoge of Kenya becomes the first to run a marathon in under two hours in Vienna. Now, this is uh, not a race by the strict definition using no. the pace setters and the laser markings on a doctored course. There was a documentary made about that, which is amazing if you haven't mm. seen that. That's running. That's real fast running. Did he have the shoes as well? It got a bit of spring. I think so. So it was, it was a very controlled environment yeah. to make sure he did that in a sub two hours. But still, like if you said to someone, run as hard as you can for 1K, this is what this guy is doing over 42. Mm. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, and in 1979, Boston Celtics guard Chris Ford scores the first three-point basket in NBA history in the first quarter of a 114-106 to 106 win versus Houston at the Garden. And that also marks the debut of Boston rookie Larry Bird. Larry Bird. 
Pretty good stuff there. Um, Burbank Homes be inspired by their flexible floor pans and personal service. Um, also, Shaquille O'Neal, how many three-pointers did he make in his career? One. Correct. Is it? Yeah. It's like a, almost I'll give you a... Just get you... Do you want a ding? Yeah. All right, I'll get you a ding. Hold on. Ah, the meatloaf! <laughs> That's not a ding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I find that so appealing, that... that sort of Will Ferrell reference but yeah we're just going to play it randomly today yeah. it's a Thursday okay okay uh, let's do a sports update World Cup hosts India canted to their second successive win of the tournament after Captain Rohit Sharma's uh, incidentary se- uh, century set up their eighth wicket thrashing of Afghanistan Sharma belted 131 off 84 balls clobbering five sixes and 16 fours um, uh, they won comfortably there Saudi Arabia Maybe the hot favourite to host the Men's World Cup in 2034, but comments from the chairman of football of the Football Association of Indonesia suggest the Saudis might not have a clear run. We are discussing a bid with Australia. He was mm. quoted as saying on Wednesday, the joint bid could also include Malaysia and Singapore as co-hosts. He said oil-rich Saudi Arabia is the favourite to stage the tournament which has been set aside for Asian and Oceania confederations. They face a race against time if they want to bid. However, as FIFA's deadline for submissions is October 31. How would that go? Uh, I I feel that it's going to be similar to the one that we've just had. When it comes to the bidding process, I, I think football is trying to clean itself up a little bit because of uh, what's happened in the past. Um, the one beautiful thing about the World Cup in Doha that I loved is that it was located in one city and mm. everything was accessible via public transport or Uber and this, the, the multi-city, multi-country sometimes format. Yeah. yeah. In a perfect world, it looks good because you're trying to keep everybody happy, but you've also got to travel via plane. It's even like having World Cups in Australia. You've got to travel so much to get around to see the different things. Mm. Like, Having it centralised somewhere, I think, is a really um, good idea. We'll we'll see that when the Olympic Games come to Brisbane in 2032. I think that's going to be great. Everything's close. Brisbane or Gold Coast, the Olympics? No, Brisbane. Brisbane. Gold Coast had the Com Games. That's it. Okay. So I thought I thought the Gold Coast were doing some stuff anyway. But when you say it's centralised and it's all in the one spot, it's in the middle of the desert. Hundred percent, it is, and that's you're not going to have that anywhere else in the world like that. So. Um, Saudi money, when it comes to football right now, leads everything. I spoke to Bruce Jutte about this yesterday. He said, the majority of football clubs in the world are selling clubs. They are a business created to sell players to make money. Mm. Apart from Saudi Arabia, which is a buying league where they just buy everybody Mm. and they are just offering ridiculous amounts of money to players like Ronaldo and Benzema um, they put in the big offer to get Mbappe over there because they just want to build up their league because the owners just have so much money. They can just do whatever they want with it. So if they get a tournament over there and they continually put back into football, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a, a brilliant thing. I, I would love to see. Um, yes, Australia uh, would be great to host a men's World Cup. Changes everything, though, when it comes to... But uh, if it, my, my worry would be if it's going to be hosted between Singapore, Australia, um, what was the other, and Malaysia. If Australia gets games, they may only be in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. And also, we we had this conversation yesterday off the air about the the Grand Prix, which is going to be happening um, in Vegas. Mm. So the the times that 
for the race start is going to be similar to what we will have to do in Australia for times for kickoff for matches mm. to suit European viewers. It's going to be strange. Yeah, so the Vegas uh, Grand Prix on the eastern part, eastern shelf of, of the USA will be at 1 a.m. Yeah, exactly. In the morning because, because they want a night race because of all the lights and, and the strip and all that sort of stuff. But it's also got to be time to go back into Europe which is where the, the huge base is and that's where the huge money is because of broadcast deals mm. so it, it's more than just hey it'd be great for the country to get a FIFA World Cup I reckon I'm um, speaking of World Cup really quickly I know you touched on the cricket Australia play tonight at seven o'clock against South Africa so that every game is a must-win game for Australia now in the uh, men's World Cup did you want to quickly talk about Aaron Baines too because Aaron Baines was involved in an incident over the weekend in the NBL um, with the coach of the Cairns Taipans, uh, Adam Ford. And they basically, as soon as that finished, the altercation, mm. um, the game finished. And then Cairns jumped on a plane and headed over to the States because they're playing a couple of preseason games now. So what's happened with Aaron Baines and uh, the... Well, it says Brisbane could be in the dark on Aaron Baines' availability just hours before their next NBL game if, if he's not already ruled out with illness. Now, the NBA on Wednesday completed a review into... On and off-court incidences, incidents, I should say, involving the ex-Boomers Centre, Cairns rival uh, Lat Mayan and uh, Taipans coach Adam Ford during yesterday's, oh, sorry, during Saturday's clash in Brisbane. The players had to be separated after Baines took offence to a stray Mayan elbow to his neck in the second quarter. Uh, then the NBL also investigated an altercation between Baines and the coach during the halftime break. So two separate incidents that mm. are being investigated. And depending on what happens out of that investigation, whether he has a case to answer. It's going to be very interesting. Thank you for that, Mark Bickley. Uh, and a big thanks to Tire Power to save big time on selected Kumo tyres. What we are going to do is take a little breather. We'll come back and give you some trade news too, because there's a lot going around that affects our local clubs here in South Australia. But of course, all around the country, our trade radio update, we'll chat with Josh Gablich a bit later too. Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. It is 14 minutes to seven on SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Nine minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast Studio. Lumo is where you can hear us from. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, If you're listening on the app, we highly recommend you listen to the app too because you can text us. Or call us directly. It's really easy. It's interactive. It's lots of fun. Um, and he got in touch via the text line, Bix, 0427154166. The only people to benefit from names on Guernsey's would be the Crovertizer. So they could distinguish the difference between Jason Horn Francis and Miles Bergman and still probably get it wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know what happened first game of the season at home for Port Adelaide was Jason Horn Francis, who played a brilliant game against Brisbane. And the image on the back of the advertiser was Miles Bergman. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. I wouldn't have thought. Unfortunate. Let's do our AFL update. Exerbia, South Australia's premier outdoor retailer. Now, we are going to talk about Asava Radigalia and Harrison Petty at 7 o'clock this morning. If you have mm. any thoughts on those potential names, please let us know. But you wanted to talk about Harley Reid. Yes. Um, reports North Melbourne is in prime position to take, take or sorry, strike for the number one pick and get gun talent Harley Reid. 
After being central to three key deals on Wednesday, now the Roos used their picks from the AFL assistance package to land Dylan Stevens, and also got num- uh, also pick number 18 from Gold Coast while trading in Zach Fisher and pick 17 from Carlton in exchange for a whole range of picks. So it means the Kangaroos have picked 2, 3, 15, 17 and 18 and are eyeing a move up the order to get West Coast number one selection. So some are saying that it might take three of those, like 2, 3 and 15 or, or 3, 15 and 17. Like, I'm just not sure about this. Um, all to get one player. Now, there was a, an interesting um, suggestion as well from... Uh, Sam McClure. Sam, Sam McClure's name, sorry. Sam's name just escaped me for a second. Uh, yesterday, which I, I quite uh, I quite enjoyed, and, and I think it's worth having a listen to. Harley Reid, we spoke about North. All those picks they've got, they'll give up a mother of a deal to get to pick one. I think that's a growing chance. I just don't think West Coast will pick him. You've and got you, two and three, right? Yeah. Just say, pick him. Go on. Do you want to pick one? Nah. You're not going to pick him. We don't need it. We're going to get him at two. Pick him. I haven't really heard that approach. I don't... They're not going to pick him, Mitch. He doesn't want to go there. They don't need to pick one. They're going to get him at two. Mitch, I'm telling you, they're not going to pick him. He's very mm. direct with what he says, Sam McClure, and he's he's got a pretty good track record. Well, But here's the other thing. Even if they do pick Harley Reid at one, and you've got two and three, I'm I'm an evidence guy. I like to go back and look. What would happen if you didn't get one, but you got two and three? So let's go back over the last five years. So last year, Aaron Cadman went at one. So you said, no, nah, we don't want one. We'll have two and three. You get Sheasel and Wardlaw. You're in front there, I reckon. The year before that, Horn Francis at one or Sam Darcy and Finn Callahan at two and three. Now, I think that one there, Horn Francis is... He's going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. But I still think over the journey, Darcy and Callahan will be two great players. Jamari Hagen at one. Riley Philthorpe, Will Phillips at two and three. The year before that, this is an interesting one. Matt Rowell at one. Or Noah Anderson and Luke Jackson. Mm. That's pretty damning, isn't it? Like, Matt Rowell's a great player. But Anderson and Jackson, when you get two players... And the year before that was uh, Sam Walsh at one or Rankin and Lacocious. Can I go back a fair while for you? Because if I think about the the best number one draft picks, proven track record and stuff. So I'll say Luke Hodge, right? Mm-hmm. So Luke Hodge, four-time premiership player, captain, all-time great. Luke Hodge or do you like Luke Ball and Chris Judd? It's not bad, <laughs> hey? It's not bad. That's what I mean. Like uh, Two players... Spreads your risk. You know, Paddy McCartan, concussions and, and couldn't play, uh, had to retire early. If you have two players and one that unfortunate incident happens to, you still got another one. And and the sum of the parts, I just feel like it's a, it's an interesting concept to think about. And potentially if they're talking about three first-round picks to get to number one, um, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't – you just feel like, yeah, it makes more sense to have – more picks, considering um, the number one is is still hit and miss over the journey. It doesn't guarantee you get the the absolute superstar. Is you know, like, um, you know, everyone bit- seems to think that Harley Reid is going to be this superstar. Though we had a joke yesterday about generational talent. That is the 
term that always so, get atta- so is, gets attached is to him. Is Harley Reid that much better or is the media just, we've got 15 more shows? Yeah, it's a good point. From the stuff that I've listened to, a lot of people have watched the games that he has played. He's, I think he was part of um, Essendon's setup with, with did some internal trials with them and um, was outstanding. Let's have a listen to what Harley said too, because the speculation of him not actually wanting to go to Western Australia, this is his response. Yeah, or as in when it's not true, like it's, it's amusing, but um, yeah, I don't know. You think more to the people you circle of trust, and you you know you know what you said. Your manager knows what you said. Um, even even West Coast know that I I didn't say it. But um, yeah, obviously it's a it's a crazy trade period. So who knows what will happen? And um, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. But again, like what happens happens, and to have the opportunity in the first place is obviously huge. And yeah, to experience getting drafted will be something I'll cherish forever. So yeah. What would you want to do if you were Harley Reid, though, Bix? Because let's just take away all the polish that he's got in the media, answering questions the right way. He's been in front of all of these clubs. He's apparently met with West Coast and had conversations with them if they do decide to take him. If I was Harley Reid, I would want to stay in my home state, surrounded with friends and family, and to go to a Victorian club. That's mm. just that's just me, though, because I'm very much big on the go-home factor. That's, that's, that's how I'm made up. But what about you? Uh, I if I try and transport myself back to when I was just coming through, and um, you know, back then there was there was a draft, but uh, and you could go to Victoria. Literally, I swear, I'd go to anyone. And and as young players, you dream about playing in the AFL. The only the only thing they've ever known is the draft, and they don't they know that they can't go. You know, select where they go. It's a different time now, though, because players can be specific on not wanting to go to particular clubs. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's fraught with danger. It's fraught with danger. And, and and sometimes the world works in strange ways. Look at Nathan Buckley, who said, if I go to Brisbane, I don't want to go there, and I'm going to leave straight after. And and Bucks went back to, to Collingwood, and Brisbane win three premierships. Now, Bucks is an unbelievable player, and... You know, and he played for the biggest club in Australia and all that sort of stuff, but didn't quite get there. But it's, I just feel like every club now is is professional, mm. and and if you get drafted there, I, I think there's, I, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I think you should go if you get drafted to WA. You go to WA. You spend, if you spend four or five years there, do your time. I think Patrick Dangerfield did it as well as anyone. He wanted to get to Geelong, and eventually. He ended up doing that, but he did it after he gave great service to a club. Chris Judd, the same. Dangerfield won a best and fairest at Adelaide, gave his heart and soul. I don't think um, Harley Reid would lose any fans whatsoever. If he goes over to WA, helps West Coast sort of start to rebuild and Mm. get back to where they want. I heard him quoted as saying, I want to be part of a journey. I don't mind going to a bottom club because you build something and you're part of building something to sort of get to where you want to go. So... There's been lots of players who I'm sure wouldn't have been in, enamoured with going to a certain place, but once they get there, Shannon Hearn probably won, <laughs> just love the place and end up not leaving. So, yeah, I, I think he should. If, if he's picked by, oh. by if he's picked by WA team by West Coast, go. Did you oh, hear that? Great. Did, there's a uh, outside studio Lumo. There's, oh, there's a couple of elephants they want to get into the room. I'm waffling on, but I, I'm, I think the draft shouldn't be manipulated.
No, I'm not saying you're waffling. I'm saying we need to get to elephant in the oh, room. Sorry. So we'll do that after the news. Just quickly, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. What do you think? The Harley Reid move, West Coast, North Melbourne. Melbourne might be trying to get him as well. Let us know on the text line, 0427154166. Back after the news. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. It is three minutes past seven on this Thursday going for cold and uh, showers at the top of 19 today. It was a cool change last night, Mark Bickley, after a hot day yesterday. Hot and windy yesterday. Uh, you've got a bit of egg on your face. What do you mean? You were in shorts and t-shirt today and after a hot day yesterday you had the long pants on and now it's going to rain and we're in Studio Lumo. Can you explain to everybody here how the air conditioner in Studio Lumo works, please? Just let them know. So, so what happens, we get in at, at a ridiculous hour, and the first hour of our show, from 6 till 7, it's roasting. It's a sauna. It's, it's a sauna. <laughs> so nothing's turned, clearly no air conditioning is turned on. And then what we've come to realise is the person who operates the air conditioning in the whole of the building must arrive at work at 7 o'clock. Then they turn the air conditioner on, and now there's stalactites and stalagmites in our, um, in our building. Wait, what? What's so, stalactites and stalagmites? You know those little things that come down in caves, the, the sort of things that grow from the floor and come down from the ceiling? The, no, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. It's cold is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It's freezing. I don't, want to, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but maybe next time just say it's cold. <laughs> That right? I'm trying to paint a picture. No, good, but no, I, I can guarantee if you text in right now on zero four two seven one five four one double six, and you can say that you understood the term stalactite and stalagmite. Oh, come on, that's that's common reference. Anyone that my vintage would have learnt that at school. Okay, well, if you know what a stalactite and a stalagmite and a vegemite is, uh, <laughs> text us in now zero four two seven one five four one double six. So this is the thing. One comes from the ceiling and one comes up from the floor. Now, this is... We don't care, Bix. Let's move on, all right? It doesn't matter. But a stalactite is one and a stalagmite is the other. <laughs> I regret asking. I really do. Uh, well, and, that's um, what happens. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into Elephant in the Room this right morning. Um, we are here at Studio Lumo. And, of course, thanks to more Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. And uh, there's a couple of elephants that we need to discuss mm. morning, uh, this morning, Mark Bickley. So let's start with our local team in the Port Adelaide Football Club and their pursuit of Asava Radagalia from Geelong. Yes, so with Port Adelaide, what they've been able to do, they've been able to get their hands on pick 24. What they did, they swapped their future first-round pick for Frio's pick 24 this year and a future second-round selection from the Dockers. That's next year's pick from the Dockers. That 24 has been put on the table to the Cats for Asava Radigalia. However, Geelong are saying, or the, the word on the street is, they're not expected to accept the selection in exchange for the 25-year-old, which I think is quite staggering, really. They didn't really play him last year. What are they doing? Well, they played him, but, it, it, you know, he, he's been in and out. He hasn't found himself a home. There's others in front of him down back. De Koning's in front of him as that sort of big, tall uh, defender. So I'm just, I'm not sure. I thought they would have, he's out of contract. 
wondering what what the end game is, what what they think he's worth. But I would have thought twenty four from a outsider who's no bias towards Geelong or Port Adelaide. I reckon that's a reasonable deal for a Sabah Radigalia who has been he's twenty five years of age and he hasn't made it to a hundred games. He's been you know he's been on the list for six years or so. So can they let him get to the preseason draft? Well, the danger is someone else takes him. You know, someone like a North Melbourne who have a pick and and or a, you know someone that has a need for a tall defender. Yeah, Essendon might say, well, if we lose Brandon Zerk Thatcher, he might look nice in our Guernsey. I just think the back and forth for this, they want to offload him. Port Adelaide want him. Well, no, well, they don't want to offload him. Their their argument is we've invested six or seven. He's years. leaving though. He's he's wanting, been wanting to leave for the past two seasons because, for opportunity. That's right. But Geelong are saying we've invested in him. We we want a fair price for him, and he's you want him you want him bad enough that you're prepared to give him a five year deal on really good money. So they're making Port Adelaide sort of pay for the for the deal they've put in front of Radigalia. So so they're saying. You think that much of him that you're prepared to give him five years on good money? You think he's going to improve a fair bit, okay? Mm. So you pay us if you think he's going to improve that that much. Okay. Um, just before we move on, the text line is zero four two seven one five four one double six. Shane from North Haven says, I know exactly what Bucks is talking about. I'm 42. Exactly, um, yeah. Michael says, stalagmites come from the floor tights from the ceiling, yeah. Jared, you need to get a refund in your schooling. That's from Michael. Michael, you send some pretty mean text messages in, mate. Just send no, some nice ones no, sometimes. Spot on, Michael. Spot on. Um, Lance from Paradise. Of course we know what stalagmites and stalactites are. The dilemma was always knowing which were on the floor That's and which were on the ceiling. Say. Well done. Yep. And another one says, stalactites holds on tight and a stalagmite might reach, reach the roof. Oh, I like that. Little uh, riddle there to keep you reminded. Yeah, no, so, it was all good. So see, people are on my page. They're on the same page, Jared. And that's fine. You're 20 years older than me, and I'm just trying no. to get an understanding of these things. It's well, not all, a. All I'm saying is, caves have been around for a long time, and I think I learned that in year eight, maybe year six. So I don't know what school you went to on the peninsula. Did you go to Taparoo High or. Oh, I mean, that is, you can't <laughs> say, actually. What school did you go to? That's irrelevant, okay? I was homeschooled, okay? <laughs> There's more coming in. So Grant's in Sydney listening. Stalactites holding on to the ceiling of a cave. Stalagmites might reach the cave ceiling. Yeah. And another one says, Walshie, have you been to the Narracourt Caves? They have uh, spelethem, stalactites, stalagmites and columns. You'll be amazed by the contrast between delicate needle-like stalactites. And you know what? I don't give a crap. So let's just talk about sport and footy. Let's... Just, I don't care, all right? Um, Russell Coit has sent in stalactites hang from the ceiling of the cave, support of Dr. Bickley. I don't care, all right? Okay, this is me just doing this. This is general knowledge here. Suki, suki, la, la. I'm sorry for asking a question on a sports show about things that dag off caves. But this is the thing, Jared. It wasn't about sport. We're talking about the, the office temperature, so... I regret it. I'm just going to walk in every morning and go, hey, footy, S-E-N. <laughs> Let's continue with Elephant in the Room, please. Um, Jeez, it got some traction, the stalagmites. People are texting in more about these things than they are about Harley Reid. Okay, let's get move on. Okay. Okay, so Jordan Dawson, the best and fairest on the weekend for Adelaide, said this. A few boys took the piss out of me because I sent a message. I was up in Port Douglas watching the grand final and um, I sent a message in the WhatsApp about... 
how we should have beaten the two teams that were in there, Granny, and um, how we're better than these teams. Okay, and then uh, Stephen May at the Melbourne Best and Ferris said this. Look, I'll be, you know, I've had a few fans come up to me and say I really appreciate and, and respect how much you hate losing, which is which is awesome, and I do because, you know, like, and I don't want to, you know, talk about it in hindsight, but we, you know, you know, we lose to Collingwood and they go on to win the flag, and it hurts watching that because, because, like, like we're we're, we're a better team than them. We should we should have smoked them, and to sit there on Grand Final day and watch them, you know, hoist the cup and get the medals. I'm sitting there going, geez, our team's so much better than these guys. And like, you know, we should have been out there, but you know, we weren't. And I think, you know, we've got an unbelievable list. We've got an unbelievable coaching group and, and the hunger has, you know, never, never been, you know, hungrier. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of this team and um, looking forward to next year. So the hunger's never been hungrier for um, Stephen May. And then following on from that, um, Jordan Degoe says this. But, you know, when a team like Collingwood wins, there are a lot of haters that come out, including Stephen May, reckons he might have been able to smoke the pies. You've got to write a reply right now. What would you say back to him? I just think the proof's in the pudding. I guess I'm the one with the medal around my neck. Oh, got him. Um, Was he in New York there, was he? (laughs) (laughs) The elephant in the room here, Mark Bickley, is these people are coming out and saying these big statements after the fact. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this a new thing in 2023 where there's this big flex happening after teams that haven't made the finals or bombed out in straight sets are making big calls that, yeah, it should have been us? No, look, I think both those guys that were speaking... um, Stephen May just got carried away. Like you could hear him talking and just kept rambling and going on and on and on. I don't think he planned to say that. That was an off-the-cuff statement, as was Jordan Dawson's. What's happening now, though, is that every every best and fairest, people are recording what every person says. I reckon people have been saying stuff at best and fairest for the last twenty years, but we we just haven't. You know, we don't record every bit of it and then replay it the week later on. Trade Radio, which is, you know, looking for content. So okay. that's, that's what I think. Thank you. We, we've got to go because we've got to um, come back with CJ Bruton and um, uh, we have a captain's call very soon. Did you want to read out the text from Rocco, which has just come through, 0427154166? Walsh has cracked it. It's got a bit of Port losing their first game after their 13 in a row about it. <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> I just don't care about the... Stalactites. Well, you, no, honestly, you should go the other way. You should be wrapped today because you learned something. Now you know. You'll never forget that stalactites come from the roof and the stalagmites come from the floor. Because I didn't know that. I could always, I always got them mixed up. But mm. now all the people have reminded us. I'll never forget that. There's not many guarantees in life, but one of them is I'm definitely not going to remember that intentionally. I want to wipe today <laughs> out of my mind. All right, CJ Britton next. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Lots of feedback coming in, Mark Bickley, on the text line today. 0427154166. Dracos says that SEN now stands for Stalagmine Entertainment Network which is very good from Dracos. I just don't want to ever talk about that again. Um, so before we go to CJ Bruton, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Thanks for holding on. Ange, good morning to you. 
Good morning, guys. I'll tell you what, I haven't laughed so much on a Thursday morning for a long time, I'll tell you. Like, you got you got you got to change the show to Professor Bickley and Student Walsh here, I think. Oh, no. Like, I'll, I'll, as you know, over the years, Bix, I've always said that, you know, you always got the sensible answers, and then you've got your little student in the corner that, you know, dropped out of school at reception and didn't know what they were. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys, unbelievable entertainment. Just quickly on Harley Reid, guys, if I was him, I'd go to West Coast, go learn your craft. You don't want to go into Victoria where there's so many teams and you're under the spotlight more. And uh, May, I think he smoked something else before his, uh, his statement, and I think they're worried about Collingwood smoking them, boys. <laughs> Thanks very Thank much. Thank you Ange. very much, Ange. Uh, we always appreciate your contribution. It's going to be a big weekend for the Adelaide 36ers on Saturday. It's an early tip-off at the Entertainment Centre. They're preparing to take on the Hawks, and it's the Pink Slam, Mark Bickley. So they launched it this week, the Pink Slam game. The jerseys are pink. The team are going to be wearing. They're doing this alongside the Hospital Research Foundation group. Uh, we want as many people as possible to get the merchandise, support this great cause. The Hospital Research Foundation Group have been incredible partners, not just of the Sixers, but also the Thunderbirds and sport across South Australia. And we're lucky to be joined by the head coach of the 36ers, CJ Bruton. Good morning to you, CJ. It's going to be a fantastic cause, but equally as important is getting our first win of the season. It is. No, it is. No, it's, uh, thanks for having me, fellas. But yeah, it's uh, definitely a... Uh, 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 worthy special cause and and uh, as you said it's a a needed win for for the club and being our second game at home will be uh good to kickstart that um all together with a, a big celebration how's the vibe cj it's been a really challenging start to the season pre-season was challenging but then um we faced some of the best teams in the competition starting off with melbourne united at home but an away trip with perth and sydney is always going to be challenging, but I guess it's a sign of the NBL that every team has just got better this year. Yeah, it is. I think uh, every team def- definitely uh, stepped it up, and from the preseason, we all know how important it is uh, to get off to a good start. And while while uh, ours was disruptive, it was um, I thought we've, we've gotten better each and every game that we've we've played, um, and we've had our, our changes, but. Looking at where we are right now, and um, I'm, I'm excited for what we've been able to put in um, in the short period of time because we've been playing two games a week uh, in the short period of time and having uh, our imports get back on the, it's not the paddock, but on the court and, and do their part and, and find their groove again, which has been nice. CJ, you mentioned you've been improving and there've been you know lots of good moments within the game. It's really about putting that sort of uh, four-quarter effort together. Is it is it belief? Is it confidence? Is that the, the turning point? You just need to get that instilled in the group before we start to see the results turn around? Yeah, I think there's been a, a little bit of low, I think, from our, our turnover count to our rebounding count. There was different things that uh, shifted it to our defensive principles, to making shots. And, you know, some of that is confidence. Some of that is... Uh, Effort levels, I think there was a few loose balls that we should have got, we didn't get, and then you're doing the fight back all the time and you can get back to level, but you can't Mm. just get over the hump. I think part of that is also swag, you know, your confidence in yourself and your ability. Uh, And I've got quite a few new guys wearing a a 36ers uniform this year and and being in that atmosphere and and coming together. Everyone thinks that coming together is quite easy. As you know, if you come from all different walks of life and different parts and different uh, different leagues uh, can be 
a work in progress. Mm, yeah, that cohesion is really important. What about the certs for a new import? How's that going? Uh, it's it's still going, uh, but in, in saying that, I like to think that um, the cavalry is coming. In, in while it's not right now, it's it's still where we what we have. I think is is important for us to keep consolidating on, on as you said, get that first win, being at home, uh, playing in the pink slam. But uh, the import uh, search is still on, um, and I like to think that we'll get something done pretty soon. CJ, how are you going with it all, mate? It's been a, a really challenging couple of years for yourself because you, you inherited a squad, and then, of course, you, you've been able to make some decisions. But um, import-wise, it, it hasn't gone our way for the past couple of years. So how are you going? Because we know how much you love coaching this basketball team. Yeah, you know, it's been a it's been a challenge, but again, like like anything in life, if it was easy, then we'd all be sitting in the sun, not even, not just doing what you love. But um, obviously, I, I accepted this opportunity to help Adelaide get back on on the right track. And while it has been tough and challenging at different times, I'm enjoying the journey. As you know, life is very short, and you you can you can tell by the, the different things that go on around you on how quickly it can change and how the world is changing. So uh, definitely um, looking forward to this. Uh, every opportunity is important and, and to make the most of it and leave a mark. And I think that uh, no better time than this weekend. Just before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the league in general um, and the Next Stars program. This season has gone next level and we're not even five games into the season. But, you know, Trenton Flowers for us. And then I saw that, that during the week, um, uh, Perth Wildcats Next star signing, Alex Sars being ranked among the top 10 2024 draft pro- prospects in the NBA. He's next level elite and there's something in the water in France at the moment. But these players who are choosing to come and play in our league can only mean good things for its growth. Yeah, it definitely does. I think uh, it, one, it highlights uh, our competition. I think playing the FIBA game, uh, the fast-paced game from from the Olympics to to the NBL and, and the players that help qualify uh, for for Australia and, and our competition shows you just how strong and competitive it is. And, and we only play 28 games, so these guys get a quick hit uh, as next stars to, to get the, the, the FIBA concept to, down to a tee before they go back and play in the open floor like we see Mellow Ball and Josh Kitty able to take over and dominate and I think that there's quite a few kids that are out here from Trenton Flowers to Stars as you said to others and while they, some of them will showcase at different levels and at different times and get those opportunities I think they're, they're all all uh, looking positive to, to, to the NBA. CJ, we uh, we wish you all the best this Saturday. You're taking on the Illawarra Hawks. Going to be a huge crowd there. I, I think the crowd will create a great atmosphere. Hopefully your team uh, feeds off that and you get a win, and uh, we wish you all the best. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, fellas. CJ Britton joining us there from the Adelaide 36ers. So we're pink to the game. It's, I think, a 5 p.m. tip-off. So the early game this weekend at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Always good to get some... Honest uh, feedback there from CJ about how he's going and how the team's going. They have to win, Bix. They have to win. I I get this sense that it's been a while since, you know, they played their first game and they've had three away games. Here's a chance now. If you're a supporter, your team needs you, has never needed you more, to create the atmosphere that, that actually tries to electrify the players and get them up and about. And if they get that win, they've got the draw now, you know, there's an opportunity to perhaps win a few games in a row. Mm. So um, let's hope they do that.
27 minutes past seven. We're here thanks to Tire Power Save Big Time on selected Kumo tyres. It's SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, we are going to have a very special trade radio update with Josh Gablich at 8 o'clock this morning. Adrian Stenter still to join us. If you have any trade news to send it in on the text line or you can call us um if you're listening on the app you can do both of that just with the press of one button our text line 0427 thanks to exerbia south australia's premier outdoor retailer tell you what we've got a trade bombshell happening here with travis travis has said hi gents i'm hearing about a trade bombshell geelong have asked for pick 24 ollie lord what and the Port Adelaide Master of Ceremonies as part of the Asava Radigalia trade. Hearing they'd like to introduce the perfect purr into the match day experience. Any truth to this rumour? Jared, mm. have you been approached? All I can say is... Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> Captain's call straight after this. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 to 8. Good morning, Adrian Stenter is going to join us very soon. Uh, the man in charge at Adelaide United in the Liberty A-League women. They are playing this weekend, Sunday, standalone game at Cooper Stadium. Should be brilliant. Mark Bickley, the first women's football game since the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, also, in a moment, we're going to head into Captain's Call. Uh, Panasonic Comfort Cloud, set your air conditioning from your phone. The air conditioner is on in Studio Luma right now. It's got cold again. Did you want to give us a quick weather update, Mark Bickley? Well, my wife just texted me and said, is hailing at our place. Now, I live down in the southwestern suburbs, down near Glenelg. So, if you're in that area, um, you're probably experiencing a little bit of weather at the moment. And if you're anywhere... I'm guessing east of that, it may be headed towards you. So um, maybe move your car under the under the carport or something. We have lots of nominations for our Signa Boost Power Bank today. Keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7 because we've got so many texts coming in. It all started when you were talking about the Dolomites or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> no, the Stalactites. Oh, Stalactites coming from the caves, and I really regret asking. Uh, 0427-154-166. So this is from Anonymous, and we're prepared to read it out. So Anonymous says, since you asked for some trade news, don't be surprised to see Nick Haynes playing for the Crows next year. Also, Jordan's sweet deal agreed upon, just waiting on announcement. Mm. This person who's sending the text, I believe, is pretty close to the Jordan sweet situation. So um, there's some cred attached to okay. that. The, um, Nick, the Nick Haynes one is interesting because the only reason, like, like he's a little bit on the outer at the Giants, end up being the sub for the last five games in a row or something like that. Um, but he's got a big pay packet attached to him. He, his deal was back-ended. So he's something like $1.1 million a season. Mm. So if you want to take on Nick Haynes, and I think there'd be a lot of suitors, you have to take on the package, which is what is scaring lots of people off. But if you know there was reports around Harrison Petty being offered a million dollars uh, a year for the, for the first year of his contract. Like, I think Nick Haynes... Uh, is more dynamic and, you know, he's an all Australian, you know, 
key defender. He was all Australian in the grand final year, wasn't he? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. He had a phenomenal year yeah, that he year. Did. And he had some injury concerns, but I still think that he's got some really good footy in him and that later in the market. But it's whether you want to take on the salary. That's the big thing. Now, mm. if, if GWS were prepared to uh, sort of munch into that and, and, and sort of pay a share of it. I think Adelaide would be well within their rights to explore that. I believe what I heard yesterday in regards to who's taking salary from players, um, Melbourne's actually got out pretty well from the Brody Grundy trade because mm. they don't have to pay anything. So it's a Collingwood-Sydney agreement now. Melbourne's completely out of it, which is which is really good for them. Yeah, the other thing I took out of yesterday, like Adelaide announced the deal with uh, about Chris Burgess. So yep. Chris Burgess uh, came to Adelaide. In the end, it cost them... When you work out the, the, the swap, the, the balance of the points is about 380 points, which is a pick in the late, I think it was late 30s yeah. or, or mid to late 30s, which will probably get, might get pushed back a little bit. Who knows? Um, but the thing I took out of that was he's led the goal kicking for the Gold Coast Suns in the, the VFL the last two years. He kicked over 100 goals in 56 in one year and 51 in the other year. When it was announced, do you know how they announced it? They didn't say, oh, you know, we're, we're getting great forward uh, Chris Burgess in. It was announced as swing man, the ability to play key position, both ends of the field. Mm. Oh, you know, we're talking about Adelaide needing defenders. I've got a feeling, this is just pure speculation, that the because they announced it like that would suggest that maybe they've got designs on him filling that void that Nick Murray's uh, left because of his ACL injury. Very nice work from you, Mark Bickley. <laughs> Okay, Captain Crow. So traditionally, you are balanced and yes. you have very measured opinions. But I would like to break that. Okay. I'd like to really break you down and offer you two options, and you have to pick one of them. It is called the captain's call. Okay. You're the skipper. Got to put them on the line. Yep. You are the skip. The number one pick in this coming draft. Are you trading it or keeping it? Keeping it. Okay. Good answer. No, no, no. Sorry, I should qualify that. You don't have to qualify it, mate. No. That's the thing. You don't have to. Well, it depends on what is on offer. And if someone offers a ridiculous amount, a bit like if North Melbourne offered you two, three, and ten, well, you trade it in a heartbeat, I reckon, if you're West Coast. But um, if it's if it's only incidental, if they're offering two and eleven, I think you keep it. Qualification isn't really important here. Okay. You just all get right. to say stuff, all right? No. And I don't need you to back it up with anything. All right. The two best and fairest, uh, Jordan Dawson or Zach Butters, pick one for your team. Oh, I'm, I'm happy with um, Jordan Dawson because he's my team and I'm, you know, we, you fall in love with the players that play for your team. Huge respect for Zach Butters. And he was the best player. I, I thought he was the best player in the competition this year. But Dawson, I think, brings a bit more like leadership right now because he's older. He's got... Four years um, head start on Zach Butters, and Zach Butters will probably get there in that leadership space. But Dawson, his actions, I love the fact that he's a bit reserved. That, that comment sort of surprised me where he said uh, he thought we were better than, ever, than than the other teams that played in the grand final. Surprised me a bit because he's been an actions guy and he's let his actions do the talking rather than his mouth, which I, I tend to uh, gravitate towards. Regular or oat milk in your coffee? Regular. First bounce in 2024, Scott Lysette or Jordan Sweet? 
mm, Jordan Sweet, because I don't think Scott Lysett will be at Port Adelaide next year. Coach under the most pressure in 2024, Luke Beveridge or Justin Longmuir? Mm. Is Ken Hinckley not an option? Nope. Luke Beveridge. Air fryer or oven? Air fryer. Harrison Petty or Nick Haynes? Uh, I'm going with Nick Haynes. Xavier Dersma or Brandon Zirk Thatcher? <laughs> Depends what you need. Um, I, I, I think in terms of trade value that Xavier Dersma is worth more. Who's closer to a flag, Melbourne or Carlton? Melbourne. Jason Bourne, Ethan Hunt or James Bond? Oh, James Bond, give me a spell. <laughs> <laughs> the next South Australian side to win a championship out of Adelaide United or the Adelaide 36ers? Can you chuck the Redbacks in there as well? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long we got? Uh, no, um, the next, I'm going to say, well, I'm not qualified in either, so I'll just go with uh, Adelaide United. Last one. Reclining your chair while on an aeroplane, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Why did you put that in there? Are you a no? You, you fly much more regularly than I do. What, what's your answer I just on think that there's one? a time and a place. Well, but the... the this isn't qualified. You have to say yes or no. No. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Another successful captain's call. Uh, thank you so much for that, Mark Bickley. And thank you to Panasonic Air Conditioning for jumping on board with that. With NanoX Technology, take a breath of fresh air. Can I just say the, uh, the Panasonic Air Conditioning is flying in here this morning. It's- it is so cold. Super efficient. I can actually, I can, I can see your nipples. <laughs> Adrian Stenton joins us next. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Nine minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Josh Gablich joining us soon uh, to give us all the trade news. Bix, uh, keep thinking about your nomination for who has to pull up their socks this week. All day comfort. All day socks by Underworks. We have our Brecky Brownlow at the end of the show. Conan Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton Road. We will go through some of the best and worst of the week. And there's been a fair bit of the worst, including some nominations today, I think. Um, because you were talking about the uh, stalagmites and stalactites, mm-hmm. which a lot of our listeners know what they are. Yeah. I-, I think it's quite fitting to cross to an educator, not just of football, but also of life. And yes. that is the very first full-time coach for Adelaide United when it comes to the Liberty A-League women, Adrian Stenter. Um, congratulations to you, Stents. Before the football stuff, do, do you know what a stalagmite and a stalactite is? Uh, no idea. I'm a PE teacher, so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, because oh, no. Bix was trying to um, patronise me with this kind of stuff, so we appreciate Sorry, it. Sorry, I just said that uh, Jared must have been away the day they were teaching uh, <laughs> geology at school, but maybe you were away as well. Uh, but... something, to do with, 
Something to do with rocks, isn't it? Yeah, case. Oh, well, that's close enough. Uh, mate, congratulations. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely stoked for you as the, the whole Adelaide United community is. Um, you did speak really well at the Members Forum last week, but for, for those who didn't hear what you had to say, what does full-time actually mean for you? Yeah, it just means I can uh, dedicate a little bit more time and energy into the role, um, and that's really what it deserves because you know the players and the staff that I work with deserve nothing less than that. Um, anyone that's coached before knows that it's quite a, a challenging and complex role and to be able to uh, yeah, dedicate my time and energy to that and not have to worry about going to another full-time job um, you know, is fantastic. Mm. Tell us about uh, what other teams are doing in the league. Are you the first uh, or Adelaide United the first to dedicate a full-time uh, coach in the, the women's league or are there other teams doing it? Uh, no, other teams have full-time coaches. Um, most of the teams operate with a full-time coach okay. during the contracted season. Mm-hmm. Um, where this is, is different for me is that um, in the off-season, I'll still be employed and contracted uh, by the club to continue working in the role, whereas previously uh, in the off-season, my contract would, would sort of end and then restart up again mm-hmm. once the contract window began again. Okay, so, so tell us some of the things you can do now that maybe that were really you were hard-pressed to do before, now that you've got this time. Oh, just be able to uh, spend some more time, you know, meeting with players and staff uh, after training, not having to rush off and, and teach classes and things like that. Um, it's enabled us to move, uh, you know, training times because we train in the summer um, mm. to, to mornings as well, which has been uh, very beneficial too. Um, and then in the off-seasons, uh, to prepare for this year, it's, it's enabled, me, enabled me to have a bit more of a hand in sort of the scouting and recruiting process and, and putting things in place before the season starts um, with a bit more detail and care. The flow and effect from the FIFA Women's World Cup has started to show what it means. Uh, Adrian, we can see a handful of Matildas making their way back into the A-League women competition. Courtney Vine, Kai Simon, Tamika Yallop and Lydia Williams, which is brilliant. Um, Have you seen some of that too with a bit more interest in the competition? Yeah, I have. It's great to have those players coming back and and playing for us. We've got a really strong league here and the potential to make it one of the you know, top five or ten leagues in the world. Um, so I, I think um, it's been a really good flow and effect from the World Cup, and, and we really hope that the, the thousands of people that came out to support across the country come out and support the, the national competition as well. Mm. Adrian, I can only imagine if you had some young players on your list who, you know, maybe they're from 15 to 18 and they're watching um, what happened at the, the Women's World Cup, if that didn't inspire them to want to be great and to... To you know, continue the, the journey they're on, I'd, I'd be absolutely flabbergasted. So, have you have you noticed that sort of double down on the dedication and the, the desire to be great? Definitely. I mean, to be honest, it's always been there. Um, it's one of the things I've loved coaching about this team, uh, which is the dedication and the the will and the want to get better mm. has always been there. I think that's a real um, a, a, a real thing that exists in in women's sport in general and. Um, what I think they can see is there's a clear pathway. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's a Paris Olympics coming up that players can, can you know, qualify for as well. And there's World Cups and Asian Cups and the local competition. And, and a lot of our Matildas are playing overseas as well. So our sport provides this incredible pathway for, for young footballers to, to make a real career out of it. 
The games at Coopers on Sunday taking on Canberra. We know the skipper's out, Izzy Hodgson. But apart from that, do you have pretty much a, a full, healthy squad to pick from? Pretty much, yeah. There's a couple of uh, you know niggles floating around the group, um, but training's been great. The girls are really primed for, for the challenge of Canberra coming up, and you know we're really excited about uh, you know what we can bring this season. We, we want to try and play a really attacking brand of football um, and score lots of goals, or at least create lots of chances to score. And uh, we hope a really big crowd comes out and supports us in a in a standalone game that, that kicks off before the men's season starts the next week. Yeah, and we can't wait for that stance. There's a couple of doubleheaders coming up, but this is a, a match at Cooper Stadium which the women have earned the right to play. And, you know, we all think that, that all of the games should be there anyway. It's the home of football in South Australia. So, mate, congratulations. Um, a, a well-deserved and earned opportunity for you. But um, hopefully the team bounces back from a disappointing season last year. We know what the club's capable of. So um, look forward to seeing you Sunday. Thanks. Really appreciate the call. Adrian Stenter joining us there, the coach of the Adelaide United A-League women's team. And dis- disappointing was last year, mm. Bix. Um, uh, the year before was the first time that the teams made the finals and then they won one, which is awesome. But last year didn't go the way that the squad wanted. So Sunday's going to be awesome. Really good for the family as well to get out there. It's an afternoon game. It doesn't take too long football. It's More a beautiful space. area. Yeah, parking's a bit easier, all those things. But I, I just love the investment. This this makes um, uh, Adrian's life easier. He can dedicate the time, and he, he's you know he's gonna do more than what he's paid for. You just know that that he wants to be good. But it also gives the the players this sense of self worth that you know what yep. the club values us enough to invest a full time coach in us. They want us to be the best we can be, and it's just these dominoes keep falling where. The full-time coach, then they'll be next to be, you know, the it's that sort of full professionalism that, that everyone's looking for. And a lot with, of stuff's happening behind the scenes yeah, with that too. And with that, that's when the standard gets better and better and better. Yeah, so um, the chair, Ned Morris, was uh, public speaking last week about the fact that they've got rid of all the debt at the club. So that's all gone now. Awesome. So they're investing back into personnel and things to make the club better and one of the things that Ned said at the best and fairest last year was um, that whole South Australian tagline of oh we're punching above our weight Um, he wants to remove that and they want to be actually in the weight division that they deserve to be in which is a really good mentality to have and a challenge to grow Uh, before we head to the news we need your nomination for the good stuff you can get on the road faster 13 27 27 my nomination Mark Bickley is the commentator uh, who called the goal from Christian Pulisic earlier this week che allarga bene di prima il gioco su Musa Musa prepara il cross bella palla gol! ha segnato Christian Pulisic USA Kevin Bobby Kevin Bobby yes we can yes we did yes we all yes 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 USA 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 that's very good. Yeah, Who's well, yours? He lost his stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Now, I've got a, a, an apology to uh, uh, Piastri, who... Uh, Oscar. Oscar. I was going to call him Daniel for some reason. Yeah, just I call knew, him Daniel. I knew it wasn't right. Yeah, Oscar Ricardo. Oscar, Oscar Piastri, uh, who's done quite remarkably in his first season. He won the sprint race. He's then had a podium finish. He came second. Mm. This is just great stuff. And, and considering he's driving with Renault, um, who Daniel Ricardo couldn't get to 
drive fast, but he's got that car going really well. So what on the him? But I'm going with a local uh, flavour, which I don't know, it's a little while back, but last weekend, we, so we're summing up the week. Jake Fraser McGurk, let's recap what he did because it was quite a remarkable innings. Jake Fraser McGurk, he's hit 100 in 29 deliveries. And look at the excitement on his face. A special moment for this 21-year-old Redback. 100 in the Marsh One Day Cup of 29 deliveries. 29 balls. Let's put that into context. Remember David Hooks went down mm. and went berserk in 42-ball century, and we thought that was the bee's knees, and Hooksy is an absolute favourite of ours. But this guy here has blown that out of the park. It's a world record. 29 balls. That is just phenomenal, and he's 21 years of age. Would you say that Jake Fraser McGurk went berserk? No, I'm not, I'm not copping that. Why? Well, because you said it earlier, and it wasn't funny. It's about the tenth time any someone media person's gone with it. it was a headline in the Don't call ad, me a media ad, person, mate. Advertiser. Yeah. It's yesterday's news. Oh, thanks. Ma, the <laughs> Josh Gavlich after this. At Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Three minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Bigs a nomination for pull up your socks, <laughs> everyday style, all day socks by Underworks on the text line. We've had heaps of texts coming through on 0427 154 166. Yeah, yeah. A couple of anonymous ones saying clearly Bix should stick to cave feedback and topics and the stereotypes or the astrolytes or the Vegemites, whatever you call, because... Uh, stalactites. Oh, stalactites, because Piastri and Ricardo... The discussion you were having, it's yeah. not Renault, no, it's, it's McLaren. Exactly, yeah, I got it wrong. So exactly, stick to your lane. That's but a good car reference. <laughs> stay in your lane, but Oscar Piastri, doing great stuff. Mm, okay, well, we've covered that really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to Josh Gablich, uh, because he is all across the trade stuff at the moment. And Josh, we've been asking all of our guests this morning if they know what a stalactite is. So uh, can you please give us your response? Well, she, I'm going to stay in my lane. I don't know what you're talking about. So Thank you. I've just heard what you've said to Bix, and I'm not even going to entertain that discussion this morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's stay in your lane, and that is everything trade talk. Let's start with Taylor Adams. Boy, this has come from nowhere, and now he's playing with the Sydney Swans next year. It has come from nowhere, Bix. It's remarkable to think that you know, a couple of weeks ago he could have played in a premiership, obviously, mm. the hard luck story of grand final week. He was ruled out on the Tuesday with that hamstring strain. And Kinnear Beeson, Sydney's list manager, revealed last night on Sports Day over here that his management actually reached out late in the final series when he was sidelined. Mm. And what was going on, obviously, a pretty difficult year for Taylor Adams, even though he played the majority of the season. But he was squeezed out of that midfield following the arrival of Tom Mitchell and the evolution of Nick Dacos and was stuck on a half-board flank. So proactive from his manager, Scott Lucas and Winston Rouse, to sort of survey the market and, and get him the extension. He's got a three-year deal at Sydney. So it does make a lot of sense for the Swans when you think about only cost them pick 33. And you look at the demographic of their midfield. We've heard Sydney discuss it this week with Errol Goulden and Chad Warner and James Robottom all being under 23. Getting a bigger body, more experienced mid to play alongside Luke Parker doesn't make a great deal of sense. So that got done yesterday. It was a busy day for this one. Mm. 
Um, Brody Grundy was the other one that, uh, that that came to pass. Well, yeah, the, the Brody Grundy saga at Melbourne is officially over. Clearly, been a tough couple of years when you consider how his time at Collingwood ended due to injury and what transpired at Melbourne this year. So that deal might take a little bit of time, but like the Taylor Adams deal, they got that done swiftly yesterday. A week out from the deadline, Melbourne gets pick forty-six. They get a future second-round pick. Back for someone they paid pick 27 for last year. And I suppose most importantly, they're off the hook payment-wise going forward. This has been a huge talking point all year. I don't think we've covered another AFL player's contract like we have Brody Grundy. But Collingwood will continue to pay their contribution to Grundy and, and Sydney will cover the balance. And there's a belief at this one, talking to people in the last week or so, that, that Grundy is only 29. But they think he can get back to that 2018, 2019 level where he became a multiple best and fairest winner, multiple... All-Australian, he, he feels a clear need with Tom Hickey retiring and Peter Laddams having so many issues with his body since moving up to Sydney. Let me uh, ask you about Harrison Petty, Josh. We yesterday were led to believe that uh, Melbourne saying he's, he's not leaving because of his impact in the forward line uh, alongside Jacob Van Royen in 2023. But is this still something that bubbles away and we might have a, a different outcome in the next seven days? Well, Walsh, it's a name that won't go away. I mean, this has been bubbling away for the best part of a fortnight now, and Adelaide's interest, it's well and truly real. They've been pursuing him for a little bit of time, and the, the reality is that he's got two years to run on a contract, mm. and although players can move under contract, Melbourne are very firm on this. They reiterated this point behind the scenes yesterday. They intend to hold him to that contract. Petty was aware of that when he started entertaining this in his own mind. There, there are teammates that are aware that he would like to move if possible, but he knew it was going to be pretty difficult this window, given his contract status. And the reality is Melbourne, aside from Van Royen, as he pointed out, don't have too many other key forwards that they can rely on. Ben Brown, Tom McDonald, Josh Shackey, they've all had durability issues. And you factor in Jake Melksham, the fact he's coming off an ACL, it just makes it really difficult for them to make a deal for Harry Petty this window. We know that Tim Lamb and, and Justin Reid are negotiating a trade for Shane McAdam at the moment, but I don't expect Harry Petty to be mentioned in meaningful discussions at this point, but there is still plenty of time. The good news about all the deals that were done yesterday, we've sort of cleared the decks a little bit for some of these other deals to be thrashed out in the next seven days. Mm. So, so you would think on the surface, Melbourne just say, no, they have the power of veto over the whole thing. For that to get done, you would think Adelaide would have to offer something spectacular to get the uh, the attention of Melbourne, which somehow allows them to do something big themselves in the draft. But anyway, we'll wait and uh, keep an eye on that one. The other good news story uh, of this trade period is Toby Pink, who has ended up at North Melbourne uh, after having a crack at Sydney for a number of years, coming back, playing some some great footy for Glenelg in the, uh, the Sandful finals and all throughout the year, so to speak. And... Um, found himself a home at, at AFL level now. I love this story, Big. So cover this off yesterday. I've sort of been just keeping tabs on it in the past couple of months. New North Melbourne started showing a little bit of interest when Griffin Logue went down at the start of July. They knew Ben Mackay was going to depart. They waited until Tuesday afternoon to essentially make this official with Toby Pink's camp. Once the move to Essendon was complete, the compensation was confirmed from the AFL. They locked this in, but this has been in the works for some time. They view Toby Pink as, as one of the best key defenders, not on the AFL list right now, given what he's done in the past couple of years, but in particular this year, obviously a, a premiership with Glenelg and team of the year and, and really grown into 
a force. So there, there is a thought at Arden Street that he can come in and play a fair bit of football next year. Essentially right now, they've only got Aiden Core and Callan Dawson as the key defenders on their list. They're looking at the market at the moment. They're into Richmond's big and and he doesn't have a contract at Punt Road, so they might sign him as an unrestricted free agent. Mm. But Toby Pink, lock him in, he's going to beat Arden Street come November when that delisted free agency window opens. Josh, thanks so much for your time, mate. We love speaking with you, and uh, we might check in next week as well as we wrap up trade. Sounds great, Walshy. Good to chat. Josh Gablich joining us there. Our trade radio update, Kona Crades and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. Uh, just before we hit to the break, let's go to Sam in Beulah Park. Morning to you, Sam. G'day, gentlemen. Um, just a, a question, Vic. I'm interested in your opinion on this. just wanted to push back a little bit on the flack that players seem to get about having all the power when it comes to trades. Mm. I mean, if you could name me one player that stayed at their club when their club showed that they didn't want him, I'd be surprised. They pushed out Tom Mitchell, they pushed out Grundy, they pushed out Trelaw. I'm not sure where this argument from clubs come that they need more power in this space. Yeah, look, it's it's rare on both sides. Like, often, you know, like we've seen Geelong stand firm uh, in terms of not letting Radigalia go. We've seen Sydney with Tom Papley a number of years back. He wanted to go to Carlton. But probably the ones that I can think of uh, more recently, there's, like you say, there's not that many of them. Matt Crouch pretty much uh, stood firm, uh, you know, about the start of this season where the Crows were happy for him to go anywhere. I'm not sure how many suitors there were, but you're right. Both, um, it's on both sides. Both sides have the ability to say no because you both have to agree to it. So, yeah, it, it, I, yeah I, don't mind, I don't mind the system because you all have to agree on it, but you're right. I don't think the... The club saying the players have all the power. I don't sort of buy into that either. So Thank you call. for your call, Sam. Uh, hold the line, mate. We'll hand you the Signet Boost Power Bank. And Bix, when we come back, it is our Brecky Brownlow where you have something from Phil Davis to play Cannot that is wait. going to change South Australian sport and maybe <laughs> the rivalries. Well, it's a big statement. It's a big statement. It's a big sell. It's legitimate too. It's 12 past eight. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 17 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Going to hold fire on Pull Up Your Socks because my Pull Up Your Socks nomination is going to tie in, I think, with the Bricky Brownlow today. <laughs> oh, uh, everyday style all-day socks by Underworks. We actually need them today because this morning when we came into Studio Lumo, it was quite warm. And now it is an aggressive sauna, which has been turned into uh, a freezer. Mm. It's freezing in here. The Panasonic air conditioner is just cranking right <laughs> up. And uh, Just a, a text message from Brett who said, far out, just had a deluge storm here in Plimpton Park. So that storm is moving its way across Adelaide. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Hopefully they are safe at the moment. They've had a pretty interesting couple of weeks with car accidents outside mm. the Brighton Trophy Centre and plenty more. Um, they are so busy at the moment but in the best way possible. So make sure you go and see Con and Lena, Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA. Bix, let's start with the one vote for the Brecky Brownlow, the best and worst of the week. So I have two nominations for you that will still get the one vote. So they're going to fall into this category because we like to just have a crack at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you called me the wrong name. Do you really have to go to the barber to get that 
fix because I think it looks fine. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll probably leave it then, Jared. Jared? You called me Jared. You <laughs> called me Jared. I, I dream about working with Jared Healy. That's really? What, that's what it must be. So you're going to say Jared Waitley? Well, both. There's a Jared, Jared, and a Jared on SEN. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bucks and Bix for breakfast. It could be Jared, Jared, and Jared. <laughs> That's right. No you wonder also, I'm confused. You also did your best um, Newman from Seinfeld impersonation. Which character would you say you're most like in Seinfeld? Newman. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, by the way. That's not bad, is it? That's pretty no. good, mate. <laughs> now, um, can I have a crack? Please. At, at you? Please. What, is there any chance you might have actually, you're a radio announcer, mm. come in with a voice that, so you could actually speak properly but you were you were under the weather this week i was under the weather because i did a 2k time trial and i'm still fatigued let's have a listen thank you so much to the team at the hotel grand chancellor kicking goals with their exclusive sen free extras deal book direct for the win <laughs> you're right do you want me to come and rub you on the back i'm not sure what's going on with me this morning it's the 2k time trial i did yesterday i'm serious <laughs> you cooked yourself so there's all the the ones going into there um two votes i think we should give to nathan buckley who ran across king william Bought breakfast for a homeless guy yep. and then came and joined us uh, after the Port Adelaide Best and Fairest. And I asked the question of what was Mark Bickley like as a footballer? He was annoying. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was quite an annoying footballer. Mm. You know, not a lot of talent, but a lot of heart. Yeah, good. <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a premiership buddy captain. Mm, spot on. It's not bad. That's a whack from Nathan Buckley. Okay, three I, votes. I took that as a compliment. Who's your three votes? My three We've been votes. waiting for this. Three votes to Phil Davis. Now, Phil Davis is starring alongside Josh Jenkins uh, on The Late Trade, which is in the afternoon. Damien Barrett hosts that show. Uh, he was asked yesterday to put his brain power towards the 10 teams that missed out on the finals. So 10 teams outside the top eight. From a 5-4-3-2-1, which teams would you like to be the coach of? Now, you'll hear that little bit at the start, but then he went on to add... A little bit of gold at the end. So I want you to listen to what Phil Davis had to say. I would want Matty Nix's job. And I know it's an easy one because they're ninth and we all see their trajectory. But to me, they are the biggest club in South Australia. They could be one of the biggest clubs in all of Australia in terms of dominating the market. Oh, unbelievable. So this is backing up my big brother, little brother theory. They are the big team in South Australia. They could dominate the market in terms of power within the market. Like, so I'm, I'm just about ready to upgrade it. It's no longer big brother, little brother. It's father and son now. It's, oh. <laughs> it, it, the, crows, the crows are the daddy. They're, they're the big daddy. And right now, Phil Davis has confirmed Port Adelaide. Come and sit on my knee, little fella. Oh. <laughs> I can see why you've waited to the end of the show to do this. And as then well. I'm out. So we, the Port Adelaide fans, no, have to call Adelaide Daddy. No, I'm, I'm joking. No, you're not. But now that, you're backtracking. No, no, no. I'm just saying with Phil. I'm not sure if Phil realised Port Adelaide is still in Adelaide. Has he been here recently? Like that was a big statement. The biggest dominance in Australia. No, now sport. you're just doing a mate good because you still want a good relationship with the Port Adelaide I people. Am, if you no. ever venture it into was, the Peninsula area, it was firmly tongue in cheek. But that's a big statement, isn't it? It's a big Phil? statement. Three votes, Phil Davis, and pull your socks up, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Back after this. <laughs> 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's well, what go. a big show today, Mark Bickley. We spoke to Josh Gablich, Adrian Stenter, CJ Bruton. If you missed any of those chats, you can have a listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast, and Mark Bickley has finished off this week by suggesting that Port Adelaide fans should call the Adelaide Football Club Daddy. No, bow down. I said, no. <laughs> and you've turned the text message machine off. You've basically <laughs> said to our producer, can you please go and get my car and yeah, leave it running on North Terrace so uh, I can jump out into it and get out of here? No, I, was, I just replay what Phil Davis said. Phil Davis said Adelaide could be the most dominant club most dominant in the market club in their own market. So he was saying. I think Phil Davis has had a pretty big week and he sounded quite fatigued. <laughs> Just needs to calm down a bit. Did he leave before Port Adelaide came in the competition? Perhaps he, is he not caught up with what's going on in Adelaide late? It's very late safe week? for Phil to say that in his little studio over in Victoria or Sydney or wherever he is. But welcome back home at some stage, mate. <laughs> He's got to come back some he stage. He has to at some stage. What's on this weekend, Bix? What is on this weekend? Um, we're in this sort of hiatus at the moment where there's sort of winter sports finished, summer sport hasn't started mm. for us just yet. So I'm uh, just chilling out, loving the, hoping the weather's going to be okay. Um, seeing some family and friends. You should get along to Cooper Stadium on Sunday. And then there's uh, the basketball on Saturday. There's a lot of South Australian sport this weekend, well, mate. I'll certainly be taking it in. Sunday, the Shield kicks off. South Australia taking on New South Wales. Yep. Keep an eye on that as well. So let's hope we have a successful sporting weekend for all of our local teams. And as always, we appreciate you all getting involved on text, on social media, on the phones. There's plenty happening and we love it. We just need to probably go and thaw out a bit because we're in what feels like a freezer in Studio Lumo. Oh, look, the sun's come out though, which is nice. That shower looks like it may have passed. The sun's not in the studio. Oh no, I'm just saying, I'm looking at the window. Okay. It's going to be an okay day. So 19 degrees. I've had some feedback. Normally when I say goodbye on the show, you just go bye. So you have to do it with enthusiasm on this Thursday. Okay. See you, Bix. Yeah, see you, everyone. <laughs>